live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is February the 28th. 2020 strong hand that's important for this week wasn't it long-term thinking yeah that's important too value your wealth in bitcoin one bitcoin equals one bitcoin offended by selling compete <laughs> don't complain hey be a unique beast okay it's time oh you panic stricken weak hand people not watching this show oh yeah the str- only the strong hands are here only the strong hands survive we've got uh, Phil is back here from Unchained Capital. We've hey, got, guys. we have got two new guests here. We got Brady in the house. Oh yeah, Brady Swenson is here from Citizen Bitcoin, and Ugly Old Goat, the legend, is here. I met him in person in Las Vegas this weekend. Yes, that's that's what he really looks like in person. What you're seeing right there. So let let's jump right into the. The, the macro news, the world news, the world is up in arms. Financial markets are panicking because there's some virus out there. And all the markets are going down. And even the Bitcoin price went down. We have a tweet from a guy, uh, Corey Clipson. He says, Clipson, yeah. So you're going to comment on this too, okay? <laughs> Bitcoin price action should not surprise anyone. I've said multiple times and I'm not the only one, that Bitcoin will go down if there's a market correction or crash at first. Then it will decouple as more and more people recognize it's fundamentally uncorrelated and then it will rocket to the moon. So Brady, what do you have to say about that? What do you have to say about the world situation panicking over a virus? Well, you know, uh, Corey Clipson's a really, really smart dude. He also happens to be CEO, founder of Swan Bitcoin, which we'll get into later. Uh, but yeah, he's totally right. He's absolutely right. Uh, you know, we've got to expect we, you know, we're all strong hands here. We, we expect this volatility. And you know, I, I didn't even realize what was happening in the markets because I've got Bitcoin wealth insurance, right? It doesn't bother me. Uh, I can sleep well at night uh, being, you know, out, away from or separate from this traditional financial system. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I, you know, is it something to do with the virus? I don't know. I haven't really read much about that either. I've just been working on Bitcoin, trying to launch this product for like the last six weeks straight. So I'm in, I'm in that world right now. Dude, that was awesome. I, I don't check the price either, man. Now, yeah. of course, I probably check it. You, you're very busy with your project. We'll get into that project in a second. But dudes, everyone watching this show, pound that like button. That is the right attitude to take right there. Look how happy he is. He's not stressed at all. Um, no all stress. right. All right. Phil, you, you, you take it away. What, what's, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, all of us here that are watching this show, we know that Bitcoin is the best savings technology that we've ever seen. Unfortunately, a lot of our friends with weaker hands, they still think that it's a day tradable, uh, some sort of investment. Um, So I think to Corey's point, like, yeah, the market today is treating it very similar to maybe some other investments, but uh, they run really quickly into those uh, hodlers and buyers of last resort. And I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty excited to pick up some uh, some cheap sats yesterday uh, when I saw that the, the value of Bitcoin or the value of U.S. dollar pumped measured in Bitcoin. Makes no sense to me that U.S. dollars pumping today. Uh, so I just saw that as an opportunity to stack some cheap sats. Do, do you think this is just people are blindly following uh, the, the, the bigger trends that, you know, the stock market is going down. So let, let me sell everything. Uh is it related to the, uh, the the virus, do you think? Like I said, I think that there's certainly a portion of it that is uh, that is related to, uh, you know, those day traders like selling, buying and selling. And uh, and really what, what's what's interesting about this is that the mainstream is getting a taste of what uh, like the, the fragility of stonks as well as the virus uh, going around and the exponential growth of this virus. I'm speaking, of course, about Bitcoin. <laughs> Dude, I, I love this take. We got some positive. We got some positive guys here. So, uh, ugly. Obviously, you're not freaking out because you're you're dressed up like a goat and you're partying. You're partying still from uh, from Vegas. We were we were having a great time this weekend. But w- what is what is your take on the situation? Well, 
my whole thing is your dollar cost average. I'm, I believe in the Bitcoin standard. It is going to be the new money. Everything's going to be priced in Bitcoin. So that's the bottom line. Now, I am a trader. I trade. In fact, I, you know, I haven't bought Bitcoin, I don't think, for two or three years because I just trade it and I make my Bitcoin that way. So I do think it's tradable. Uh, but you have to know what you're doing, and that so. And if you don't know what you're doing, then you just dollar cost average, and 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 uh, once you have that hodl, then you can use a small amount to tr to trade it. But I do. I'm encouraged. I like this down market, and I don't think it's really so much uh, on the stock market or what's going on, you know, in the world. I really think that what we're seeing is the washout. I I think that we're seeing what I call the exit and you, to say the exit you have to say it with a lisp and a loose wrist okay uh, it, it it's it's exit it, it's kind it's it's a kind of a meme for my good friend vitalik buterin you know who calls a, a number of people a bitcoin maximus and i'm not a maximus i'm a bitcoin standard bear so basically i think what we're going to do, we're going to see this Bitcoin really emerge as these altcoins just kind of go down to their intrinsic value. And I think that's a big factor. In fact, you notice this altcoin season, how short it was this time. It, it, it never, it, it never, none of them reached a new high or even came close. They just kind of went yip and down. And I think that's the, the motivate. I think that's the only reason Bitcoin's going down now is, is because uh, the alternate, the, the they're in big trouble. Hey, you don't. So you don't have any thought. You know, you come from a trading back again, guys. If you're going to be a trader, you obviously have to be wearing a goat mask and stuff. So everyone <laughs> knows that I do not recommend that. You got to be a freak like this dude right there, okay? And he's he he has a lot of experience in finance, okay? So again, I don't recommend anyone to follow the path of a dude dressed up like a goat. That is like <laughs> clearly obvious. And he's and he says the same thing. But in your experience with traditional markets. Um, you, you've lived through other panics and stuff. So you, you don't think this is bleeding into the Bitcoin here? Uh, oh, it might be, but I don't think that's the underlying thing. I okay. I, uh, I, I really don't think that that, I think that the... Um, so, so wait, wait, wait. No, no, wait. Since, since you are a trader, and uh -huh. again, you got to be a goat to be a trader. You, your strategy is not affected by this virus at all. You don't give a darn. You don't. No, give in fact, I never make any predictions because I I trade. I, I don't know where the market's going, and people don't understand this. I trade accordingly. <laughs> I, the reason I think I'm a successful trader is I know I don't know, <laughs> and that's what I teach. Yeah, I know I don't know, and I trade accordingly, which is completely opposite of everybody else. Everybody else makes predictions, and no words going. Well, th there is a certain, I mean, th this is a kind of a beyond Bitcoin type of topic, but I want to, I want to bring it up. If a, a man with true experience can admit he, he knows, he, he knows when, when you don't know, you know, you don't know that takes it ta all the young guys out there. No one's going to say that. No one's going to say so. You can learn a lot from this dude right here. I, I, I like that. I like that you said that line because I've heard other philosopher types bring that up and it, it takes a, it takes a lot of experience to be able to say oh, yeah, that. All right. So. My whole, hey, my whole emphasis isn't even on trading. To me, the last thing you look at is the chart. Okay, the other thing you look at is your own equity. Your and it's, the the key to successful trading is money management. So you have to have a hodl first, and then if you want to trade, you only trade a very small percent of that hodl. You know, and if you follow money management, you can't. You, 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 you really can't lose. It's not hard, but most people have the thinking backwards. They want to know where the market's going, where do I buy, where do I sell, and I don't have a clue. Now, <laughs> this, is a good, this is actually a good, this is a good segue because you, you said you got to have a hodl at first, and clearly that's all I need. It's, it's my bank. It's my savings account. So, Brady, Brady, you're, you, I, I read this week. Uh, and I, I had it on my uh, on a show earlier this week uh, because people ask me about this all the time. What's an easier way to get Bitcoin than getting it at Coinbase? I don't want to deal with Coinbase. I'm an American. I don't want to deal with Coinbase. 
Well, lo and behold, I'm hearing in Mar March, which is in two days now. March is in two days, amazingly enough, that we got this thing called Swan that's coming out. So, so Brady, you are an education man. You got a podcast. It's linked to below. But you also work for these dudes. You're the marketing dude. So I love marketers. Take it away. Yeah, actually, my title is head of education. And I love okay. the fact that we our marketing is education. So that's like we're absolutely dedicated to educating. We have two things. Really simple plan. We have the easiest way to dollar cost average, easiest way to, to do automatic buys, set them up. It's super simple. Wow. Set it and forget it. Automatically draw from your fiat bank account right to the blockchain. Uh, we also are setting up auto withdrawals. So we encourage you to hold your own keys, to be a self-sovereign wow. you know, self-sovereign Bitcoin citizen. When you get to a certain amount of Bitcoin, auto withdraw to your wallet. Uh, that's all set up. You'd set it and forget it. You have, you know, set up your buy, set up your withdrawal, done. You don't have to worry about anything. Automatic stacking. Uh, and like I said, we're, you know, focused on education. So we're going to provide the service, uh, auto stacking service, and we're going to educate Bitcoiners. So my job is going to be host AMAs, do more podcasts, write a bunch of stuff about, you know, the basics in Bitcoin. We're writing a book in collaboration with some of the, you know, biggest Bitcoin uh, names in Bitcoin, Safedina Moose, Stefan Levera, Matt O'Dell, uh, about 10 others, um, Guy Swan's in there. So yeah, we've, we've got an incredible team that Corey Clipston has put together. The dude is an amazing networker. I've never seen anybody like him before. Um, so Let's yeah, get Corey on this show here. Get Corey oh, on sure. the show. I, yeah. I, I remind, or remind me about it. He seemed like, that was a great tweet, but continue. Sorry about this. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, we'll definitely get Corey on the show. Uh, I mean, that's basically it. That's the pitch. That's what we're doing at Swan. And wow. we're gonna launch. We're gonna launch in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll be out, you know, out in the wild uh, when Bitcoin 2020 rolls around. So we'll be there at the conference. We'll have a booth. Come say hi. Come ask me questions. We'll get you set up on the app. All right. So you're gonna be at the conference. Why don't Why don't we plug the conference right now? I'm, I'm gonna be there too. Are you, uh, uh, Phil? Are you gonna be at the 2020 conference in San Francisco? I'll unfortunately be mountain biking that weekend, but we're going to have a bunch of people from the Unchained Capital team at Bitcoin 2020. I, I, I want to go back uh, to, to, the, to the product here, Brady. Do, are you familiar with the Amber app out of Australia? Those Absolutely, days? yeah. So yeah, is this like, is, so yeah, is this similar? Yeah. Okay. Good. So definitely similar, yeah. I mean, Amber's doing uh, basically the same thing. You know, they're, um, you know, doing an auto stacking uh platform. Uh, I know Alex is obviously, Alex Svetsky, the founder CEO there, obviously dedicated to education. He does a lot on that front. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I look at uh, I look at Amber as, as a, a wingman of Swan, if you will. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what that's what I was thinking, because there were a lot of Americans when we had Alex on the show, how do oh, I can't get Amber in America? Well, I guess now you can pound that like button. There's something, there it something like it, something like it. So great. I'm glad that innovation is uh, coming over here and we need more competitors. The Coinbase, there's people are always Right, there. you mentioned that. Um, you got me excited and this is the first I've heard about it, but this is, you definitely are meeting a market need. So, you know, give me a link. I want to get KYC and AML so I can get on. <laughs> I'll start buying Bitcoin again. In fact, we're thinking about, you know, going, I, I did a lot of arbitrage for a while and, and I might go back. I've got some people you know, working with me now that kind of want to learn from me. So at any rate, I did a lot of business with Coinbase until they kicked me out. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I got some good Coinbase stories, and I'm even going to be filing a, a, a little uh, uh, lawsuit against them in small claims court. I can't talk about the one I settled them with, but I can talk about some other things they've done. And uh, yeah, well, this is – these pe people have the same frustrations that you do, Ugly, de definitely. And uh, I, 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 we're not going to – well, actually, you just piqued my curiosity a little bit with something you just said. You won a case? You you won a settlement with them? You you, you won? Well, you, I settled with them, but I can't talk about okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. That's very so that – But I can't talk about another one. Where well, well, well I, I, I don't want to get into the legal mumbo job, but no, I, I, I just – I don't want to that. This is a happy occasion. I would. I want to hear about this new exchange. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I want to hear about. I want to hear about the new stuff. But that's that before we get before we stop talking about Coinbase. I mean, we see Coinbase as definitely a main competitor. We're going after them. We're going to have lower fees. Obviously, we are unapologetically Bitcoin only, uh, and that's a big differentiator for us. You know, there's Amen. what 40 or 50 altcoins on Coinbase that you just get get distracted from. We want Bitcoiners to be confident that you can send your friends and family to Swan and SwanBitcoin.com early access. Um, you know, we're at Swan Bitcoin on Twitter. Yeah, it just come find us, come ask us questions and get on the app. It's linked to, I, I linked to it below. Did, oh wait, I hope I link, I link to you below. So if you 
if you click on Brady, you're, you're going to be able to find it. But I'll add, yeah. remind me to add the, the Swan link. If it's not, uh, I'm going to actually write that down right there. All right, Phil, you haven't said anything about this. You, you, you know about all this. What do you think about Swan? Any, any thoughts? Yeah, I think Swan has a great team. Uh, I know the the founders uh, personally, and I think that they are on the right track. I mean, the U.S. just really, really needs an easy way to dollar cost average just Bitcoin, right? None of those crypto coins, whatever crypto even is. Um, yeah, yeah, and we're, you know, here at Unchained Capital, we do Bitcoin native financial services, and we've already been seeing kind of an influx of of uh, former Coinbase uh, unhappy customers uh, joining up with this new uh, new way to manage their Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, I think I you know I feel like Coinbase is sort of a generation two uh, Bitcoin company. You have Gen One, which is like your Mount Gox, uh, you know, people wearing sweatpants and horrible explosion. Gen Two is the Coinbase. It's uh, you know the the like regulated. Uh, crypto companies uh, that have the traditional account structure and gen three is just Bitcoin only stacking sats and then uh, giving clients control of private keys with their Bitcoin native financial services. So, you know, we're going to leave gen two in the dust and, and, you know, I, I see things like Coinbase uh, proudly proclaiming that they have over a million Bitcoin uh, in cold storage. And that kind of gives me nightmares. It's like, man, wow. that's, that is a huge target. Wait, wait, wait a second. Phil, I, I, would, I want to ask Phil. Wait, hang on a second, ugly Phil. Is it? Do you do you believe that number? I thought that was a huge number myself, and it is unbelievable that people have let them control that much Bitcoin. Do you think they really have a million? I believe that number, especially with the acquisition of Zappo. Uh, but but what what gives me uh, hope for for Bitcoiners in general is that based on some numbers that we've recently ran, it seems like over 11 and a half million Bitcoin are in the hands of uh, private key ownership in cold storage. So still a majority of Bitcoin is, is held primarily by individuals and not on exchanges. But yeah, we got we to gotta get that number down even lower. We need to put private keys in the hands of Bitcoiners. All right, Ugly Old Goat, you're about to say something. Yeah, I just have a question. Are you guys incorporating Lightning Network on your, your platform or is that on the agenda later or where you guys just where do you stand on that i mean i think adam meister and i kind of have we're just a little bit skeptical about it but i kind of had a new revelation about lightning network i'm gonna write a medium article about it but i just wonder where you guys are at you know you're asking me yeah uh, asking uh, it's for, for uh, brady well yeah we, we should both answer it though phil um sure. you know I, I love the lightning network uh, I, you know, I'm really impressed by the devs uh, who are building amazing stuff on the Lightning Network. Um, but no, we're not. We don't have any plans to work with Lightning Network. We're focused on helping people build their HODL stack, right? And Lightning is really uh, meant for payments, etc. So, uh, yeah, I mean, down the road, I think uh, Lightning will be really important. I think it's really important to build it out now and play with it. Uh, but right now, we're just focused on stacking sets. All right, Phil, your comments on overall Lightning Network. Yeah, most of the Unchained Capital boys love the Lightning Network, myself included. Like, I played with Phoenix Wallet, and I was blown away by how beautiful and seamless the payment technology is. Um, but unfortunately, our our uh, current um, trajectory is to prevent friends from selling Bitcoin. Friends don't let friends sell Bitcoin. So for today, what we're focused on is helping those long-term hodlers uh, protect their stash. Uh, we definitely do want to... Uh, look at lightning network and get that um set up as you know as soon as it as we're able to but we have some some higher priorities for right this this moment um which is helping people to protect their their bitcoin long term and then access liquidity should they they need some some liquidity without having to sell it all right well, you guys well, realize that when gold evolved as the gold standard uh, gold disappeared as cash. It was not used as cash. It was only used as settlement. You could use it as cash, but nobody did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's let's on this. We're we're on a, a subject matter here that really leads into uh, something that came out uh, this week. I, I want to hear everyone's thoughts on this quote. Everybody should have one percent of their assets in Bitcoin, specifically. When you see the amount of leverage the financial industry is running. And there is a lot of risk to, and there's a lot of risk to the downside. Now, an average individual citizen of every country in the world 
has an uncorrelated hedge. That was from Chamath. And hey, man, I think that's a really simple strategy there. Everyone should have 1% of their assets in Bitcoin. I have more, obviously. What do you think about that ugly uh, old goat, that that allocation of assets? I think they're far too uh, small. I, I, I recommend a <laughs> Uh, no, I recommend a, a minimum of 5%. And really, I, I think prudence, uh, you know, 15%, anything over that, okay, you're taking a speculative. I used to be 100% or more. The first Bitcoin I bought was on Coinbase, and it was ACH and had overdraw protection. So I, I, I was... <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason I was able to buy it is I had check protection. So, um, but now, you know, even now I'm, I, I keep about 40% of my assets in Bitcoin and I'm comfortable with that. Uh, but you don't, you, yeah, you don't, I wouldn't bet the farm uh, where I'm, what which I once did, but I have, uh, I would recommend, uh, you're, you're silly if you don't have 5% in Bitcoin. Because the underlying fundamental Bitcoin in Bitcoin is not Bitcoin at all. The underlying fundamental in Bitcoin is that we've had this uh, uh, fiat uh, inflation, uh, uh, fiat money created ex nihilo for now three generations, which you know has, has been a uh, hundred and, and well almost 120 years. And that's the big gorilla in the room. It's not even Bitcoin. Bitcoin is simply the answer to that, that we were so fortunate. Uh, it would not have even been developed had we not had this problem for the last three generations. So that's the underlying fundamental. And you guys, I mean, I'm an old guy. I won't be around to to witness this thing, but you guys are going to be the, the Bitcoin standard bearers that are going to uh, carry the world through this monetary transition, and it's not going to be be easy. And you're going to get a lot of you're going to be get a lot of opposition. And you know what? Uh, in the end, uh, they might be able to seize us personally, but they can't seize our wealth. And in the end, I think what's going to come down to uh, Bitcoiners, we're going to have to watch each other's backs. And and uh, I, I my mentor is E. C. Harwood, and uh, his he commissioned me to, to mint gold and silver coins that read for integrity there is no substitute and so i believe in bitcoin but i also believe that our own personal integrity is a very much a part of this i think that you guys will not only be be setting the fashion but you're going to be setting the new morality uh in the coming generation and so you've got a huge responsibility and so guys carry that torch uh, I, I'm in your corner and will do all I can to, uh, uh, you know, promote you uh, so long as <laughs> you're true to sound money. Pound that like button. Nice one there. I want to you, you give an overall a big picture there. But for the for the people who freak out about viruses and stuff out there, those people, the way they manage their funds, they, they will they don't think uh, Bitcoin's a really clean uh, safe type of thing. They're scared off by it. So this is why the 1% comes up. This is why the 1% number is brought up by that dude, because it, it, it just shows people like, just try a little gamble. It's not, it's not a gamble to me. It's not a gamble. Just try a little bit because that 1% can easily turn into 10% of your portfolio. So Phil, what, what, what do you think about the, the 1% uh, number there and uh, that recommendation where it was coming from? I think it's extremely risky to not own any Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, you're scared. I'm, I'm serious, man. Like, like with with what's going on around the world, with uh, the people who we have in charge, with the central bankers uh, getting uh, all negative with their interest rates. I mean, <laughs> you have to be at this point just such a diehard fiat default Keynesian to steal Brady's term to <laughs> not have any Bitcoin right now. Like one percent, like basically get off zero, right? I always just tell people, like everyone's heard, almost everybody has heard about Bitcoin at this point. Still, most people don't have any. You know, I had a conversation with a friend uh, a couple weeks ago and the advice I gave her was, hey, take an amount of money that you're comfortable just you know, kissing goodbye to or saying goodbye to and put it into Bitcoin, see what happens. Um, and you know, for that, for each person, that number is different. 
Um, but you, you just got to get some, get off zero at this point, you know, earn it. If you have to use, use fold, use lolly, uh, you know, stack sats with Swan or with cash app or Amber or whatever, but get some. All right. Brady, yeah, no. actually there's a, there's a question from the audience, uh, and you could talk about the 1% number, but I want you to address this question too. This is from one, two, three, no scope question for the panel. Uh, do you think the allocation of Bitcoin should be higher for younger generations? I'm 24. I'm 95% Bitcoin and living nice. comfortably. Yes. So that, that's for you, Brady. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. The younger you are, I think, you know, the longer you can hold and, you know, have a good, meaningful amount of life left. You know, we're also, you know, living a lot longer. So, you know, even if you're like ugly old goat down there, <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> Ugly, you know, don't give up, man. You're gonna live for a long time. We got, we got the, <laughs> we, well, gotta... we got a reason to live for. But I, you know, the real, <laughs> I mean, I'm not afraid, and and I'm ready to go. Uh, so I'm not worried about that either. But no, I Bitcoin has given me a whole purpose in life. It really mm -hmm. has. It's yeah, like absolutely. whole life was, I, you know, I've been, I, I did 11 years in prison. And I did the shitcoin thing, and I was, I can, I, you know, I'm not, I get it what these guys are doing. I did the same thing, you know, but I don't go through, don't learn the lesson I had to learn the hard way. That's what I'm trying to teach these guys. And we have to be careful on how we do marketing because I've actually written an article Bitcoin is lousy cash and sex is a store of value, or sex is a store of value and is lousy cash, either way you do it. Now, that sounds funny to you and me, but it's really not. Uh, it really uh, uh, it doesn't work, work as cash, and it won't if it becomes the standard. I've written about that thoroughly, but it's also really when you have. Uh, you, uh, repeated 80 to 90 percent crashes in the market. It's not a store of value in the way that we see things. But it, of course, we know that it is. Uh, one of the best traders I know in, in Bitcoin is my wife, the goat lady. And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well, I was treated by that for short on, on a chart. You know, back when Bitcoin was $20,000, this is ugly. You know, I need. A, I want one of these Raptors. This new Ford that comes out. You know, so it cost. We spent seven Bitcoin. We got this big old Ford because she likes these big, powerful trucks. And she got tired of, uh, after a year, and she was bought that Raptor for seven Bitcoin and sold it for forty-two Bitcoin. Well, you know, because she sold it a year later, and she bought it in December of what two thousand seventeen, and sold it in December of. Uh, 2018. When it was, basically, she bought it when Bitcoin was at 17,000, and she sold that old Raptor when Bitcoin was 3,500. Well, you can't be better than that. So, yeah, she she knows how to trade. I'll call it buy Lambo here, sell Lambo here. You can you can trade Lambos. That, that's actually uh, that's a pretty amazing story there that you actually came out ahead when buying a car. Uh, be careful, people. Don't 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 try that one at home. That those things lose value. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. I want to go back to the, to, to Brady real quick here and the yeah. question that was asked about youth, because yeah. first of all, if if you are just coming out of college, you have nothing anyway. So of course, if you buy a Bitcoin more than 1% of your wealth is going to be in Bitcoin. I mean, you don't have any, you don't have, it's easy. To, it's pretty easy to do that, but, but, but comment on the 1% number. I mean, for everyone. Yeah, man. Though. I mean, one, 1% is the absolute minimum. Like that's table stakes. You know, you got to get in the game and I think you need to, you know, up that slowly, but surely over time, right. Dollar cost average in, uh, add a, add a percent a year. Um, you know, see what happens. See, make sure you're comfortable. Obviously you don't want to get more than you're comfortable with. You don't want to be able to sleep at night, but I think the journey that we all go on is, you know, we get in the game and we learn what's happening here. That's why education is so important. We, we learn what's happening here and our, convic our conviction goes up, right? We see all of this evidence that, that like Bitcoin is on this very kind of obvious uh, monetization path. The volatility is going down very clearly. Uh, it's becoming, you know, it's going through the store value phase now. It's going to become a medium of exchange and a unit of account at some point. Like that's inevitable. Maybe it'll be alongside the traditional financial system. I think it's going to suck the lifeblood out of the traditional fa financial system and become, you know, the new standard, right? Um, but yeah, if you're young, 95%, that sounds awesome, man. I love that conviction. You know, uh, I think you're right. I think that that's smart. Um, you know, as you get older, maybe you diversify into some real estate and some other assets, but yeah, I mean, right now it makes sense to hold a, a lot of Bitcoin, you know, as much as you can reasonably have without freaking out when the price drops 80%. <laughs> okay. So well, I, I want to 
I want to go to Phil real quick to see if Phil, mm -hmm. if you had any uh, uh, conclusionary thoughts on this topic matter, because they, that, that, that extra question was added in there about uh, youth. I think that the, the other guys have, have pretty well capped up, okay. summed up my, how I feel about it. Like definitely be, be um, stacking sats. Um, I always just personally look at the, the US dollar that I put into Bitcoin and I make sure that that amount is something that I'm comfortable with just losing entirely. But the result of that and, and through a long time of hodling is that, you know, now now Bitcoin makes up a, a much higher percentage of my portfolio than what I put into it originally. True. So and to Brady's point, though, like you got to make sure that you can pay your bills and, and live your life uh, without relying on on Bitcoin number go up because number go down sometimes. Hell yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> well, when number go down, that's when we buy more sats, but you got to have some uh, other other currencies uh, around to, to be able to do that. And by other currencies, I'm referring exclusively to uh, whatever your national currency is because uh, you don't want to be holding uh, altcoins either. Okay, okay. Well, well let's... Uh, I, I think well, never sell your hodl, but I think it's, it's prudent to sometimes vary that hodl. And I think the example is, for example, when Bitcoin ran up there to over 15,000 or 20,000, Cash in a little, reward yourself, take your wife out to dinner, uh, upgrade your laptop, you know, maybe, maybe, get, maybe buy a, a, a little newer car or something like that. And then the, I call that saving, I call it savvy, and then like hodl is a misfit of the word, uh, I call it savvy. That's, and then the third, the third leg of this thing is you build it, but all these altcoiners, oh, you need to build on my shitcoin. No, build it means you need to start looking to have a business and a stream, an income stream in Bitcoin. And you know what, guys? That's what you're doing with this Coinbase. I'm so glad you're doing that. You're going to meet a huge market need, and I think you're going to be tremendously successful because you're coming out with something at exactly the right time. And just keep keep that Bitcoin standard alive, and you're going to do great. Pound Thanks, that, pound that I, like I, button. I, and yeah, he's right. Be in motion. Compete. Don't complain. He's these do well. They're both involved with businesses that that they built businesses around uh, the needs. And uh, there's so many. There's so much in this space. Uh, there's going to be so many opportunities in this golden age of the 2020s to start these businesses. Now, speaking of a new business, I I don't know if the panel even how much they know about this because I, I forgot this story from the beginning of the week. It's 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 a big story though. I guess I'll start with Phil. But Phil seems to know everything. Uh, Avanati <laughs> Avanti. Excuse it's me. True. So, uh, Avanti is a, a Wyoming corporation formed to apply for a bank charter under Wyoming's special purpose depository institution law. Plans to open doors in early 2021. This is uh, Caitlin Long's bank, basically, in Wyoming. Uh, Phil, did you have any thoughts on that? This seems like an extremely uh, interesting and exciting business to follow. And it, it appears to be coming as a direct result of the Wyoming yeah. blockchain task force and all the, the regulations that they were put into place. So they're able to, to kind of spin up a, a special bank. And I'm not super familiar with the details, but it allows them to, um, to yeah, like hold Bitcoin for, uh, for, for clients and institutions as well as kind of uh, work in the federal banking system. So I'm gonna be following them very closely. Uh, I noticed too, there's a, I think like halfway down the tweet thread, Caitlin mentioned that they're planning to offer uh, multi-sig solutions to clients. And that's something that I'm personally really interested in. So I'm gonna be following that very closely. And uh, actually Will Cole, our new chief product officer here at Unchained Capital was a, a member of the Wyoming blockchain task force. So he was, he was there. Uh, helping to write those regulations to allow them to be able to do uh, stuff like this in Wyoming. And I think, I mean, as far as 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 regulation goes in this country, Wyoming is is certainly on the forefront. And we're going to see some interesting business opportunities and, and just things kind of grow out of that, I think. So definitely excited about it. You're speaking about halfway down that tweet thread. Um, few people read the entire tweet thread. I uh, mentioned it on, on a previous show and some people uh, spazzed out. Uh, they're actually going to be accepting altcoins there too at 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 the bank. Yeah, yeah. Really, did you you didn't read the whole? It, it it's like number twenty three on there. Uh, yeah, it, it, they, yeah. She said that if any if people are willing to work with them, they're willing to work with uh, people who want to. If people want them to store the altcoins, they're willing to do it if the technology is there. Uh, that that's for another show, I, I guess. But uh, uh, Brady, did you have any? I mean, I I, I love it that. Uh, 
you know, this all this Wyoming stuff to me was just all talk. It was kind of abstract. Now we're getting a real thing. We're going to get a real bank in, in 2021. So it, it, it's it's nice to have something you can touch out there. And uh, she, Caitlin Long is amazing. Uh, Brady, do you have any uh, thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it's important to have a leader. And the way that laws, you know, kind of develop in the United States and, and evolve mm -hmm. is they start in the states and they get modeled and adapted and, uh, you know, passed in other states. And then eventually, the, you know, a lot of those laws will become, you know, uh, will definitely influence national laws. Right. And I think one of the things that's really important is that we grow the number of Bitcoin friendly politicians in this country. Right. And I think the way that we do that is partly with businesses like Advanti Bank and and, and uh, the work that Caitlin Long and, and crew have done and Will Cole, uh, as, as Phil mentioned, have done in Wyoming is really important. Uh, it's It makes Bitcoin like legitimate in the eyes of this uh, establishment. And I think that's important. There is risk there as well, though. Um, you know, I think that we need to be mindful uh, that we need we need to have like and I, Bitcoiners are very mindful of this. Right. So but I, I just to you know, throw it out there, like, we need to have this kind of side, like alternative parallel economy, right? So if we can build out things like BISC and other, you know, ways to trade Bitcoin and buy Bitcoin and earn Bitcoin without KYCing, I think that's important too. Um, you know, obviously we have to follow the law and I think it's important to build trust uh, with these institutions, with the fun traditional financial system so that we can grow Bitcoin. But I think it's also important to keep working on the side on uh, kind of the opt out version of, of the Bitcoin economy. You know, you, you talk about getting uh, politicians on uh, the Bitcoin side, and we're talking about this Wyoming thing. She's been working with this guy named Tyler there. I think I, I don't. He's like a state representative on, on the state level, but it's so clear the dude is working with them. I, I think this is a good idea for young politicians to to, to work with the, the Bitcoin crypto people, and it it, it increases your uh, uh, well that people know it, it brings you up a few levels so you can you can run for a higher office. I mean, I'm sure the guy probably wants to run for. Or, or something like that. So, so there are incentives. Uh, there are incentives out there for the uh, go-getter politicians to get on the Bitcoin train because this is the future. And uh, I think that guy, that, I think it's Tyler or something or another, has been helping uh, get these things passed over there. So, uh, a, a goat, ugly goat. You are a, a guy who's familiar with the law. Do you? Uh, did you have any thoughts with uh, th this Wyoming or eh, well, just? It's it's going to be a state chartered bank. So I, I don't, when you use the term, it's going to be a real bank. Uh, I don't think it's going to be real. It's going to be state charted where it's going to come with all the uh, garbage that goes along with that, no matter. And the very fact that they have to legislate all this stuff kind of makes that evident. So, I mean, it's interesting, but I have my fingers crossed. I, I don't think that that's going to be the cutting edge. The cutting edge is probably going to be something that can't be touched by any state uh, and will have no borders. Uh, and uh, But I think within localities, for example, I think uh, one thing that Bitcoin will be doing is uh, bring put a lot of pressure for uh, national governments to to at least have regional regional sound money. That's why I do think that the the gold standard is probably going to emerge in this next generation because it's going to be uh, Bitcoin and the Bitcoin standard that's going to force the issue. Uh, one thing about the cutting edge, and I think uh, Brady said this, uh, that this is not the BISC is the cutting edge. I think people would agree with that. That's uh, uh, that, that, that's uh, that, that's a uh, change the world type of stuff. The the Wyoming, though, is, is to get the mainstream uh, it's going to bring mainstream money in. It's going to bring big money in. I mean, we got to we got to look at both sides of the pictures here. Some people, yeah, some people want big money doesn't make the big changes. Uh, you know, uh, big money didn't start Microsoft uh, or Apple. It's going to be the innovators uh, outside of the establishment, I think, that are going to do this. And so, I mean, I could be absolutely wrong. I hope I'm. You know, I hope you guys are. are I hope you're right on this, but uh, I'm. I have my I have deep reservations. Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about the innovators right now because Jack Dorsey again with Square Square got some good news. Jack Dorsey's tweeting about Bitcoin. Everybody's happy. Hey, that's I mean I like that vibe. Uh, Phil, what what do you think about Jack Dorsey? Is Jack Dorsey on too much of a pedestal here in the uh, the Bitcoin ecosystem, or well, or, or, or is this really serious? If there's one thing we've learned in the past couple of weeks, it's that uh, your your uh, 
your, your pedestal is, is very, very fragile, right? So if you, I don't know, say hand out crumpled pieces of paper at a conference, like, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be toppled pretty quickly. So Jack, I think people rally around Jack because he seems like uh, a savvy person who understands Bitcoin. He's taking a very, or really the Cash App team is taking a very cautious and I think uh, really savvy approach to Bitcoin. Right? It's uh, it, you know it, it goes piece by piece. First, it allows you to buy Bitcoin. Now it allows you to um, like buy, sell, and withdraw and send and everything. Uh, it looks like they're also focusing on dollar cost averaging and they, you know, they've put up some pretty big numbers over the past few quarters. They're seeing rapid adoption. And I think that's great. I just, what I really want is, is easy ways for uh, Americans and really people around the world to be uh, getting Bitcoin. And I think that they're doing great. Amen All right, before, before we go back to Brady here, I want to get a, 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 a goat. What is your uh, greatest of all time? Do you have thoughts on Jack Dorsey? I, I want to hear it from a veteran's perspective here, if you if you uh, even care about Jack Dorsey at all. Yeah, I really don't know that much <laughs> about it. So. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I, you know, I really not. I mean, I used uh, Twitter, uh, so and and you know, I found it a great deal of fun. But I, I, and I haven't used uh, what is it, Square? I, I haven't used this service, so I'm not familiar with it. Um, and I, 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 you know, all of this stuff kind of is um, hybrids, uh, and and I get it because that's where uh, most people feel, feel safest. But I don't think that the innovation is going to come from a safe spot. <laughs> Brady, your Brady, your your take on is Jack Dorsey on too much of a pedestal here? Are you impressed by Square? Uh, is he going to save the whole world? Or is he going to become an Ethereum fan tomorrow? What's going to happen? All right. Oh, no, he's not going to become an Ethereum fan. I'm pretty yeah. confident about that. However, like yeah. Phil said, like what we saw the past couple of weeks, some of our uh, biggest you know, Bitcoin-only, Bitcoin maximalist uh, hodlers of last resort uh, heroes have you know, fallen prey to shitcoin, sorry, altcoinery. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's uh, I, I love Jack Dorsey. I, you know, I think he's a, a great champion for Bitcoin. It's amazing that we have... Uh, someone who's, you know, CEO of two massive companies, one that's like the communications platform of the world, the one that is, you know, basically the, the Bitcoin is, you know, debated on, like, this is where we kind of figure things out. It's the platform that, you know, the, the Segwit2x, um, you know, battle was fought. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very important. And then Square, of course, is a growing, uh, you know, payment system. Um, and, and it's, it's amazing uh, to have him out there. I do think, you know, of course, like if something happens, uh, and Jack starts, you know, you know, defying or something like that, then yeah, we're going to, we're going to take him down. So, you know, <laughs> all right. All right. That's, uh, again, there's, there's no king of Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah. that, that, that's, uh, that, that's what you're saying. Uh, yeah, right Bitcoin there. is such a grassroots effort, right. And ugly to your point, like all of the innovation is happening at happening at the bottom level. And it's not going to be coming from those like large institutions or likely any sort of public company, but the fact that you know companies like Square are sponsoring open source development, like that's that's a good sign in my opinion. And like the fact that we have those regulators in Wyoming trying to be uh, like trying to put together the right regulatory framework, that's good. It's just more attention surrounding the vortex that is Bitcoin, the black hole, right? We we want and we we know already that there are plenty of uh, people in in politics as well as. CEOs of top companies that are Bitcoiners. So we've got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of ammo on our side. Hey, let me share my vision with you. Cause I think I can, I, I can give you a really, uh, cause I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this in all of my analysis. Uh, Bitcoin's not, you're not going to be banking to unbank. Okay. The next major move in Bitcoin is going to be the longest duration and the, the largest magnitude move. That move is not going to come in it. it I don't even get, think it's going to come from maybe your vision of consumers. I think where it's going to come from is from the have not entrepreneurs in this world. And there's a lot of it, a lot of them. There's no, I'm a, a have Bitcoin entrepreneur. And I think that the next move is going to be this transition where 
all these have not entrepreneurs are going to start seeing uh, the vision and saying, yes, I need to start putting a small part and I start at five or 15% of my business on the Bitcoin standard. And that's, that's where I think your market's going to be is going to be other the business B2B and really not so much the consumer. I, I might be wrong on that, but I, so I, that. I, I think, I think I actually wrote about this like a year and a half ago, but this adoption wave, this, this huddle wave that we're seeing form right now um, it's, I think it's coming from from a swap in incentives. Like for the first like five to ten five years of Bitcoin or whatever, people were trying to figure out how do I spend this thing? What are good ways to you know get merchant adoption? We realized our people realized that that was the wrong approach. And during this wave, what we're seeing is those uh, incentive switch. Right, people are understanding that their clients want to earn or buy Bitcoin, and they're just and, and we we're seeing companies add unique ways to give customers the opportunity to earn and buy Bitcoin. Like, you know, I think about Strike and Escher app, which are coming out relatively soon. They've got the incentives just right. The merchant gets to receive Bitcoin because they want to earn Bitcoin. The payer gets to spend their their fiat because they don't want to spend their Bitcoin. Like, perfectly aligned incentives there. And then at the same time, you know, the, the spender is also stacking sats as a reward for, for working with that merchant. Like, that's beautiful right there. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, Brady, what, what were we talking about? It was your, it was your turn to, uh, to, to, to talk about this. Where did, uh, how did this uh, subject matter? I, lo I lost track of what we were even talking about there for a second. What were we talking about? <laughs> well, <laughs> it was ugly. You, you took me down a, you took me down a road. You know, talking about the the entrepreneurs uh, there. And it, it actually made me think: Are, are, are they are, are they long term thinking enough to know? Hey, I want to get some Bitcoin now to protect myself. Or are they short term thinking enough, saying, "Hey, there's Ethereum out there. Why don't I just start an ICO to, to fund my business or something like that?" That that's what I uh, actually uh, that's where that's that that's the uh, path that my brain went down there. But I well, want to yeah, as, as Bitcoin entrepreneurs, it's really our duty to educate people. You know why Bitcoin and Bitcoin alone is sound money, and so and I think it's gonna, the economics is going to make it evident on its own. But you know, the biggest thing we can do is help people from not making the same mistakes. I'm sure I know I made in the altcoin market. I'm sure other people have too. So that's that's where the, the pavement means. And it takes a whole new way of thinking too. For example, I did I did a, a conference of Working Man's Bitcoin Cruise. Only reason I made money on it is because I offered it for Bitcoin when Bitcoin was. $3,500 and by the time I hodled it and I, I actually broke even made a little on the cruise because it had gone up to, you know, to, to what, over 10,000 yeah. in the same way with my subscriptions in December, I actually offered black Friday, half price subscriptions, uh, which was just a bargain lifetime, my life, not yours, but lifetime subscriptions <laughs> for half price, you know, which is like $300 for, for, for as long as I live. Okay. And, People are saying, well, that's crazy, but it worked because I'm handling it. I, you know, I, okay, for one time in my life, I'm giving it away and my members could promote it and they get a small little affiliate. These are the things that are going to be happening. And you, it, it, it's going to come in increments, but when people get it, it's a different way of thinking. Why, why does somebody cut their price just to get Bitcoin? Well, it, it took long-term thinking. It took yeah. just a different then, way of thinking. That, that's, I've always said, if somebody owes you money, just say, hey, dude, uh, if you owe me a, a hundred bucks, give me 50 bucks in Bitcoin because in the, in the long term, uh, that, that will pay off. So, that, that, no, no, seriously. So let's wait. Uh, I, that's, I, what I did. Did. that's what I did. We, we mentioned all coins there for a second. I want Phil is a man who knows all the news here. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, I take a, I look at the whole picture of the cryptocurrency space. I just don't look at Bitcoin because I want to see, uh, you know, just everything that's going on. And Clearly, this DeFi thing is the, the flavor of the year. Uh, people are talking Ethereum, and maybe it'll bring big money into the space. But one thing that has been going on lately, they're, they're having arguments, and there might be like a split. Uh, did you know about this, Bill? What's going on over there? I heard that they were arguing about, I believe it's the proof-of-work algorithm again. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, the the – man – it's hard for me to comment on this. I, I would say 
uh, I, I kind of defer to um, my, my colleague Parker Lewis. He said the real, the true DeFi is definancialization. And that's what Bitcoin is going to, to help us with. It's going to move the world, shift the world away from the increasing financialization of everything. We're not going to be tokenizing each other. Uh, we're just going to be, you know, using a strong currency to be able to, to cooperate and build interesting things. So the, the hard fork that Ethereum is going through, I mean, I, I kind of see this happening again and again and again in perpetuity until all these altcoins just kind of cannibalize themselves. Um, yeah. So it's, I don't think it's anything that's specifically unique to them. I think what they're realizing is, is the power of running a full node and their own personal inability to do so. Brady. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I don't keep up on Ethereum news, but I did take a look at this when you sent me the link. And yeah, it's, it's from what I can gather, it's uh, potentially causing a chain split because they want to move to this proof of work algorithm that is uh, anti-ASIC, right? That they, they think that uh, they're, they're afraid of mining centralization uh, and they want to like use be able to use GPUs again so that more people can mine and decentralize the mining, right? Fine, I get that. Um, but yeah, this is all a debate about a platform that is not, I'm sorry, it's just not meaningful, right? It's, it's like, um, it's not money, okay? It's not money. It's, uh, there's no monetary policy. It gets changed all the time. Um, nothing, there's all these promises, nothing ever gets done. Compare that to Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin's got all the network effects, the best developers, you know, all the, the way far more hodlers and it's actually money, right? It's actually a monetary uh, good um, and the best monetary policy. It's not going anywhere. And the way we develop is really slowly and carefully. Uh, the way you should develop when you're writing code that affects a giant, you know, $170 billion market cap monetary good, right? It's like, uh, it's like writing code for a nuclear power plant. And so this is like, it's, it's, that's like all a game. It's like a, you know, live action role playing going on over there. And, you know, Bitcoin's actually building something real and that matters. So that's why I don't really even pay attention to it very much. I think it's a fight about, you know, it, it, it's a role-playing fight. We're not going to ask you about Ethereum because you, we already know what your thoughts are and uh, that, that Bitcoin is the standard. So we, 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 won't, we won't repeat all that. So I want to I, I, I want to move on because there's only so – we leave little time. Can I just add one more thing? Oh, like, yeah, please, I, please. So to Brady's point, Brady said that Ethereum isn't money. I'd actually take the opposite side of that argument and say Ethereum is money. It's just terrible money. <laughs> like nobody wants to hold this money. It has no monetary properties. Like yeah. you, you can't predict where it's going to go. But that's the problem with all of these altcoins. There's no such thing as a utility token. There's no such thing as a smart contract platform. They're all money. They're just bad currencies. Bitcoin <laughs> is good money. Yes, yes. And that's uh, th that has been the uh, theme of the show today, I must say. <laughs> Pound that like button. Check all these guys are linked to below their Twitters. Follow them. They don't all wear goat masks, but when they do, they're on the show. Now, I was going <laughs> to say that. Like, Bill was talking about this being a, a grassroots thing, right? Being bottom up. And like, I was thinking, what other industry could you be on a, a news show about that industry with a dude in a goat mask and not think it's weird at all? Like, not even blink twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is it's totally normal to have a guy with a goat mask in this industry. This is it, we're redefining stuff here. It fitting in is overrated. If if you're in Bitcoin. If you really value your wealth in Bitcoin, you don't need to fit into anything. You're in the Bitcoin overlay. You do your own thing. Clearly, clearly ugly is uh, he's in the Bitcoin overlay. He's doing his own thing. I mean, I met him in person. I got to see it. And, and yeah. You guys are all my friends because my friends call me by my first name. And everybody has trouble with that. They call me Mr. Goat. And then and I said, no, my friends call me by my first name. And they, they stutter and stutter. And then, oh, you mean ugly? Yes, you, you call me ugly and I'll respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite a world, quite a world we're living in. Well, ugly, I, I do have a question for you uh, about a, a guy who's not so ugly. He used to be lovely. Uh, Steven Seagal, <laughs> he got in trouble for promoting an ICO. They, they made an example of him this week. The SEC did. It's wow. linked to below. It was it was big news. Uh, do, do you have thoughts about the, I, the, about the SEC making an example of, uh, of a guy like this, a famous guy? Uh, I, I actually think it's uh, it's good for Bitcoin because it, people are like, what, St Steven Seagal got in trouble for what is this? Uh, 
what's he doing? Currency, well, Bitcoin. Yeah, you know, he's he's just the face of it. That's not yeah. rude, is so. That's kind of, you know, they're going after the low hanging fruit. You know where. You know. <laughs> He's low. He, a prominent, prominent, prominent low, prominent low hanging fruit. I think. Well, prom, yeah, but but not the not the ones that. I mean, the reason they're not going after uh, the big boys is because the big boys have basically uh, are well financed to defend themselves, which is that's the unfortunate thing, and that's what's so so, so scammy about all this. Um, my mentor is E.C. Harwood, and he outlined very clearly in his book, The Money Mirage, which you guys should all read if you had not written way back in the 70s. But he said the three greatest inflation uh, uh, frauds of all time is number one, inflation. Number two is uh, uh, Social Security. And the third one is the SEC. <laughs> There, so there you really go. Really need to read it because that that one surprised you. But he says because it gives people this false sense of security, like they're really doing something and they're really not. So I consider the SEC a much larger fraud than Ethereum. The fact that uh, Ethereum still exists shows that how, what a fraud the SEC is. Whoa, take, taking it to the next level. Hey, I'm no fan of the, uh, I'm no fan of re regulation at all. So I'm no fan of the SEC. I just wanted to point that out. I think people familiar with the show know that. All right, well, let's, let's move on talking about inflation real quick. Uh, I want to get everybody's thoughts uh, because I haven't asked you guys this yet because two of you are new to the show anyway, uh, about the having, uh, we'll, we'll start with Brady, your, your thoughts. Is it, is it priced in or do you have any, uh, Anything you want to say about it because it's it's coming up. I don't know if you'll be back. Well, yeah, you, maybe you'll be back before then. I, I have like a ten week rotation. So Brady, what, what right do you on. think? I'd be happy to be come back, man. Been having fun here. Uh, I think I'm on team not priced in uh, for the having okay. uh, because I just I think that it's you know people know about Bitcoin, right? They've heard the word Bitcoin, like Phil was getting out earlier, but it's it, it, no one understands it really. Very few people really understand it uh, in the finance industry too. Um, that's the case now. You know, and going forward, we have the stock to flow model. Uh, Plan B is popularized. Uh, it's still relatively new. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's uh, believed. I guess. Uh, I, I wonder if people think that that's just going to fail at some point, um, and they want to see kind of one more cycle prove it out. Uh, I think if we get through this having and another bull run comes, like we all hope it will, uh, and you know we get to Bitcoin gets to like a trillion dollar market cap, then you're gonna there's no one in the financial industry that's gonna you know like look this thing over and in the next having uh, you, you better believe it's gonna be priced in by then i'm pretty sure all right all right trillion dollar market cap dreams we've we've uh, talked about that uh here before i i do on uh, what do you think of the quote 21 million is non-negotiable yeah Brady, yeah that's absolutely non-negotiable yeah. uh, okay yeah, good just one, one, I wanted to add that in there because that quote was going around this week. I love, I love that quote. Um, I, I do think that uh, someone will try to fork off a, uh, uh, a, a version. That, that, that's the next FUD attack, I believe, is the, the I think, yeah, attack. I think it's, I think it's inflation and privacy are the yeah. two that are going to come next. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's actually a good question uh, for, uh, for Phil here. I think you've, you've talk, talked about the having before, but what do you think is the next, uh, what do you think of 21 million is non-negotiable? And what do you think the next major uh, Bcash type of fork attack will be? Will it be uh, inflation or privacy? Well, I might be on a, a bit of an extreme here, but not only is the 21 million non-negotiable, I believe that literally all 21 million Bitcoin already exists today. Uh, so I wrote an article about that a few months ago, um, but the reason that all 21 million already exist is because if that supply is ever changed, it's not Bitcoin. Bitcoin is 21 million. And so since we know the, the monetary policy and we have the ability to uh, run our own nodes and validate that that monetary policy that we've all chosen to opt into is accurate, then if anyone tries to change it, just like what happened with Bcash and all the other forks, there's like a hundred different copies of Bitcoin. Um, if somebody tries to change that monetary policy, my node won't follow it. And instead what I'll do is I will immediately sell whatever coins are given to me. <clears throat> so yeah. we've already seen this happen so many different times and, and 
I guess it'll happen again. And I think that, that I'm kind of excited about it because like I said, it just is like a Bitcoin dividend to me. Um, I yeah. My stats more because, okay. all right, you're going to, you're going to change the supply. Good luck. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> Crypto <laughs> dividends. Right that like there, button, dude. there was a, there, you know, there was this uh, question um, and it was like, what if, what if this technical technically went through as like a valid change? And I just responded with uh, like four graphs from different altcoins that have tried to change the supply of Bitcoin. And the answer to that question is pure economics. And the answer to the question is, I'm going to sell it immediately. So you can't change the supply. Like, you can try. Good luck. Give All me right. some more stats. <laughs> Let's, uh, I, I know a lot has just been said here. So ugly, uh, your, your thoughts on the having uh, being priced in or not? And everything that was just said, you might have something to say about that. All right. The inflation rate is a canard invented by the crypto world. Bitcoin doesn't have any inflation. There's 21 million of them. And we know that they just, it's just del delayed. They have to create a Bitcoin inflation rate so that they can market their crap coins. And so it is a very big mis misnomer. And it's again, it's one of those things like Bitcoin maximalists that they come up with the terms. And if we accept those terms, uh, then they we are providing them the narrative. We can't let them have the, the, that narrative. Bitcoin is a not only does it have that stock and flow ratio, but there's a fixed amount. They're just not all out there yet. So to me, the having is irrelevant. All right. That is that is a good attitude to have. And those are some great thoughts there that the 21 million. Are, it's an interesting way of thinking about it that both of you mentioned that, too. Uh, OK, so let's uh, we're at the end of the show. That's uh, that's awesome. Uh, I want to hear everybody's conclusionary remarks. They can uh, promote anything. Talk about a story that was left out. We'll start with the uh, ugly old goat. Well, I keep my teachings very simple and I teach it so anyone can understand and that's HODL, which we know what that is. It's SAVE, which is a, a bastardization of the word savvy, and BUILD. So we HODL, we SAVE, that when, we, we, when we're doing well HODLing, we want to reward, take your wife out to dinner, splurge a little bit, and live. We are all alive, and we need to enjoy life. And the third thing we do is BUILD. So what I do is I to rem, keep this in my mind. I go... Hollow, hollow, hollow. Save, save, save. Build a, build a, build a. Sound money, sound money. <laughs> you said you were going to do the dance. He did the dance. Pound that like button. <laughs> but you guys all have to do your closing comments, and then yeah. the way we have to end the show, we all have to do this dance. I mean, am I saying truth or not? Dude, right. you, you, you dance a fine uh, jig there, man. You're, you're... <laughs> All right. Check check out Ugly Old Goat. He is linked to below. Quite the character. Dude, I'm so happy I got to meet you in person and that you, you made it to the show. That fast, in motion. I meet you on Saturday. You're on the show by Friday. Just a week, less than a week, baby. Less than a week. All right. Let's get the uh, let's get uh, Brady in here. What, what are your conclusionary thoughts? Uh, anything you want to mention? Anything you got left out? promote what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Take it away. All right. Yeah. Uh, Citizen Bitcoin podcast, uh, citizenbitcoin.world. Just search Citizen, uh, Citizen Bitcoin in your podcast app. Uh, I've also been working on an open source project called bitcoiners.best. Um, you can vote up the best Bitcoin content. Uh, it, it's a lightning app as well. So you can 1x your vote for free, 10x your vote with, uh, for a lightning payment of 10k sats. All the sats are donated to open source projects. Just launched that last week, uh, education project. Uh, Swan Bitcoin, of course, which you talked about. And I just want to say like, um, you know, if you're, you're here, you're listening to this, I think you're doing something important. You're educating yourself and others about Bitcoin, uh, being a part of this revolution. When, I think when you look back 20 or 30 years from now, you're going to be, you know, have a very deep sense of satisfaction that you did something real and important by being here and, and spreading the good word about Bitcoin. So thanks for being here. Long-term thinking, guys. Pound that like button. And hey, man, you rock today. Welcome. Both of you guys hadn't been on the show before. It's been a pleasure to have you both here. You're awesome. We got a great, real good combo here today. Well, let's go to our veteran. Uh, he's been on the show a few times. Phil, what, what, are, what are your conclusionary thoughts? We'll let you end the show. Well, thanks uh, once again for having me on. It's always a blast, man. Um, we're doing some big things at Unchained Capital. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this little event called South by Southwest. 
Um, well, let me just put you in the mindset. You've, you've just listened to a 45 minute uh, panel with uh, Dentacoin, you know, putting Bitcoin on putting putting Bitcoin on the blockchain for dentists. Uh, your, your eyes are foggy. You're walking around downtown Austin and as the fog clears, you see some sort of building. Wait, is it a building? I don't, I don't know. Nay, it's a citadel. That's right. Guys. <laughs> we are hosting the Austin Bitcoin Citadel during South by Southwest at Unchained Capital. So if you guys are in town, come by. We're going to have a bunch of events all throughout the week. And uh, announcements on social media are, are pretty imminent. So hoping to see everyone there. And, right. and what are the days? What are the days? Uh, the days. So the events are March 18th through 20th. Uh, the whole week we'll have like one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting and OPSEC stuff. If you guys want to get set up with multi-sig and collaborative custody, um, we'll have all that stuff on the on the page when we launch it uh, pretty imminently. It should be right after this call. I have some inside nice. sources. <laughs> all right. You're getting, the, you're getting the insider info here. All right, dudes. That is what a great show we had this week, everybody. Okay, remember, we do this show every Friday. Who knows what time it comes on, but it does come on every Friday. I do a new show here every day on the Bitcoin Meister channel. Yeah, I got the conviction. I got the long-term thinking. Yeah, people, it was a panic week, but you guys had strong hands. We'll, we'll have other weeks like this in the future. We'll have amazing weeks in the future, too. Get used to it. It's a wild roller coaster. It is a great time to be alive during this golden age of the 2020s, baby. Thanks a lot, guest. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister to Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like the video, share this video, check out the links below. Shabbat shalom. See ya, guys. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. Thank you. See ya. Out of here. All right.